back to the Hoogans pitch. Summer break is over. We're starting season two. Season two. It's still the same. It's me, Chad. Hey, Michael. We're back for more. Our mics still work. Mics still work. Camera's looking good. Yeah. I I finally got the, the Arsenal away kit. I wanted to pay them, like, actual money, but they wouldn't sell it anymore, so I had to go DH gate. These guys. They're why lost. would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, my benefit, because... I got it for a nice price. <laughs> I actually need that link from you because Kristen wants to get a uh, a Canada and a U.S. Women's kit, and mm-hmm. um, that's probably where we'll go. So yeah, so yeah, maybe they'll sponsor us someday too. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we want that, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> look, it's early days for us. We'll take any sponsorship. That is true. Yeah, that is true. So um, Saudi Arabia, if you're if hey, you're <laughs> hey, I heard they're taking just like average footballers. So I'm like, what <laughs> defines average here? Um, we can kick a ball. I'd be that. I'll, I'll be the 26 man on the bench. That's cool with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's uh, well. Let's do something first before we get into Saudi Arabia drama. Mm-hmm. Something that might be illegal there is um, popping open, <laughs> pop, popping open a beer. Um, I don't know the rules there, but I don't think you're allowed to. Who knows? At least I uh, don't think I could. Yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, we're we're keeping it light tonight since it is uh, ten forty my time. Just just an all day because you can have one anytime. Oh, classic, yeah. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, I'm just back on the spin drift right now. Got I just told you before this an airport trip. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Pick up some peeps. So stay awake. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, sweet. So let's just break it down of whatever's relevant in our lives. Um, it's got to be World Cup number one. Uh. Yeah, interesting start. I think so. Um, I, I wouldn't say there's been any upsets necessarily. Yeah, nothing, but, nothing um, unexpected. I think I think definitely good games in there though. Like, um, I mean, your opening match between New Zealand and Norway, I guess, could be an upset. Like, yeah, that'd be um, the, that'd be the only one I think that was kind of an unexpected scoreline. Yeah. Um, Did you watch that one live, or I, I know we were kind of last minute on that? So was that the two a.m. one? I watched. No, I know it started at midnight for me. Um, but I, that was like we got our nights wrong of when it was going to start, and so confusing, <laughs> so confused. I'm still confused when I look at the times of games and and what the date is of them because it's they're only 14 hours ahead, but it is felt 14. I, I think it's 14. I think it's more than that. I think it's like 19. Oh, Chad, we need to right? look up. Uh, time in Australia. It is 1.43 p.m., which would make it 13 hours. Oh, okay, yeah. So it feels like 19 because yeah, it's tomorrow. Sure. I feel like every time you're awake, it's just tomorrow there. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of confusing. But um, thank you for everyone for getting their rosters in. We... Uh, have a total of nine people in it, which honestly more than I thought we'd get. Um, yeah. Especially and our survivor pool, you know. Oh, survivor went like that. Even people sorry. are like, are, "Is there openings?" I'm like, no. <laughs> Shoot, sorry. <laughs> See, we need the uh, the expanded World Cup that FIFA wants to do. Like the yeah. survivor pool fans want it. <laughs> yeah, three. Uh, what, what could we do? Eight, uh, Eighteen people, three teams. No, that's way too uh, many. That's way too no, many. No, no, no. Um. But they want to go to 32, right? Is that what it is? It felt like more. 
Maybe. I don't know. We'll get there. It's too far. Too far away from that. That's like season five. Uh, But I think the the surprise games that I watched in full was Canada and Nigeria. Um, That was one of the worst games I've ever seen played. And I didn't catch any of it. So. Oh my gosh! Even Kristen was like, "This game is awful." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "I wasn't gonna say it, but I was like, yes, it is.' Like, glad yeah. you noticed too. Just ball going back and forth with no no real attack. And then the next night was the USA game, and um, which we can kind of dive into. I think just because we watched yeah. it closely, first half of USA, they're pinging that ball around. Um, all just so much faster than Vietnam. Uh, you know, they were making moves in the box that I thought were, you know, clever. And despite not finishing them, I thought it was like, okay, there's a lot of chances to be had. Yeah. And then, you know, so Sophia Smith killing it. Um, And then second half rolled around. And personally for me, I thought we played pretty bad. Yeah. um, I was kind of getting my thoughts together on it. And like, I felt like I was being a little too critical, but at the same time, like, you are back-to-back World Cup winners. You're going for the three-peat. Like, we've seen what this team can do. And personally, 3-0 against Vietnam doesn't feel at that level that they, they should be at at this point, right? <laughs> could have been six or I mean, it really could have been six, seven, eight if the yeah. finishing was there. Cause, and, and that's the thing is, what, they ended the game with almost 30 shots and only maybe 10 on target? Maybe? I think it was seven. Like, it was yeah. 7 for 29. So, I mean, that's just I, I, not good return, obviously. I, and I get it's first game of the World Cup, but, like, you got Netherlands next. Like, that that's an actual competition, right? Like, you got to be on your A game. We always got to go against the Dutch, man. Always. The Dutch. Always. <laughs> At least we can't get eliminated from this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if, if that's the same team that shows up, it's going to be... It's gonna be hard. I think, I think the Netherlands could take it if that's the way we play. Um, yeah, you know, can't miss a PK. That's all too important. For uh, sure. You know, there's just so many, so many chances where we could have put the ball. I was actually with two soccer coaches um, mm-hmm. who came out and watched the game with us, and one of the one of the coaches is a goalkeeper coach, and he's like, I always tell the girls, he's like, the goal is 28 feet long. He's like, anywhere but the foot in the middle, like anywhere else, just anywhere. <laughs> doesn't matter and and despite you know the, the big differences between you know men and women playing is just how much goalkeepers how much space they cannot cover yeah and uh how much less of a vertical game it is for them so it's like why aren't they just able to like put it in top bin or or even just make the keeper run around because those keepers what they're probably i mean they're probably fairly tall women but 510 511 like maybe six yeah. foot like yeah, I mean that was that was the thing too that really stuck out to me was just the U.S. on set pieces was like bad, like corners and and the free kicks and stuff. Like we had the height advantage on Vietnam. Like you could see our women next to theirs. Entirely. It was you know a head plus head and shoulders sometimes above, and we didn't get anything from those. It's nope. like that should be bread and butter in, in a game like this. You know, you don't have to commit so hard to the jump at that point. Like you already have the head start. <laughs> yeah. And it could have been rust. It could have been nerves. Um, For sure. I don't, I don't disagree with those, those opinions out there. I think uh, Morgan could have played a lot better, you know, mm-hmm. take away the miss PK. I still think she could have played a lot better. Uh, yeah. her, her assist was great. 
that was definitely her peak. Um, yeah. And then the runs were fantastic. I mean, uh, Smith was obviously our best player, and oh my gosh, she yeah. did she did nothing wrong in that game. Um, but everyone else, I feel like, could take it up to another level. Now, I do think we need to talk about uh, Sophia's second goal, mm-hmm. which probably should have been the offside so did, did you see when they returned from halftime they showed that she was onside they are they really? take chad they take so this is why i, I hate it so much they, it took about five minutes into the second half you can go find it five minutes into the second mm-hmm. half um they show the graphic where it showed alex morgan's shoulder that was onside mm-hmm. they showed that for maybe three to four seconds and like everyone it was everyone was like because there's no sound. well there actually was sound but there wasn't enough sound to like understand kind of what the commentators were saying yeah. it was loud um but they're like oh looks like she was ruled on but it's just so like what why are we not showing that during the actual var check <laughs> photoshop <laughs> <laughs> okay well i mean if she ended up being on okay but like from every camera angle they showed it looked like she should have been off so uh, if, if you got the 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 cgi view or whatever like throw that up right away come on <laughs> it made no sense why that had to wait and then yeah. what i think is really neat and i think they need to expand it a little bit more because right now it doesn't mean anything is when the ref comes out and says after review you know we yeah. award penalty can you just give us like a quick like 10 second like we're giving the penalty because of this um yeah you know in other sports they they can explain it a little bit longer um you know in basketball say ball went off of his leg it's conclusive we see it she yeah. was just like penalty and it's like well <laughs> why yeah i mean yeah at that point like games already stopped and and you know you're not really saving any time at this point of not explaining why you're giving the penalty or why you're not so mm-hmm. you might as well just just did dive into that uh explanation um it could be so fast and i know this is a new thing so maybe they're not even sure what they should be saying and don't want to you know speak too much um i do like it but yeah it's uh they could add a just a little bit more by five to ten seconds so yeah yeah, um, definitely i cannot find this graphic and i don't see it it doesn't exist it might not even (laughs) exist it really might not it's ridiculous it makes no sense so I'm, I'm not too surprised you didn't see it, because uh, if you weren't watching for five seconds, you you missed it. Jeez, hell. Um, so it's kind of fun. I know, I, is there anything more in that game that you really want to bring up? I mean, I think this next game will be uh, much more important, and and unfortunately, it's on Wednesday, Boomer Day. Uh, yeah. So I think we'll be able to watch the first tab. Is it on eight? I think it's on eight my time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, like, not a ton of take away from that game like i mean it, it vietnam's first appearance so it was more or less a win from mm. the start you know um they played decent think, yeah, just, they're not the worst team i've seen no no yeah <laughs> vietnam put up a good fight um and had you know one or two moments where they got on the break a little bit but um and, yeah i think usa either is not up to full speed or they went into it with the like the you know, mentality of like, we are the better team. We're going to win this. And then just like, don't play as hard as they need to, which is always dangerous. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that that game on Wednesday against Netherlands will be the real test of, of how good this USA team is looking. I agree. And 
the other teams that look really good, um, Spain, I think they're going to mm-hmm. be. They're going to be a tough one. Um, they could have probably won that game 4-0, but they missed the PK. Um, yeah. Controversial PKs all up and down Some the board here. PKs, the, yeah. the, the dive in that game especially. Um, <laughs> yeah. I showed that to Kristen, and it was muted. And she basically was like, "Why? Like, is that a free kick? I was like, no, it's a PK. She's like, what? So, I mean, again, if casual fans can see that and know there's something yeah. wrong, what, why did the ref award that a PK? Why? I don't know. Like I, I watched it a few times myself trying to piece it together and you know, nothing jumped out as, as an actual foul in there. Right? She took two full steps before she was like, I'm going to crumble. <laughs> it was just a delayed effect. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the, the PK in the Switzerland game Um, against Philippines? You know what? No, I didn't. It was... Personally, I don't, I don't think a PK and some of the um, halftime reporters on on Fox also were saying no, but it was like the the Swiss striker I forget who it was um, was kind of like diving into the ball and like her foot got there just before the Philippines defender did, but like okay. you're already like diving into the ball like you're not like taking possession of it really or being able to knock it away and and get up and keep possession like it was a full stretch like kind of slide dive into the ball and then just happens to get there like a split second first and gets kicked for it and they gave that as a pk and uh, to me that's not really fair like i just just throwing a leg out there right like i just watched it awful call yeah that's what (laughs) i'm saying is some of these pk calls are just that have been rough. Hopefully, the, the the refs are kind of, you know, it's early for them too, right? They gotta sure. get into the groove of of the competition and all that, and you know, hopefully, they can uh, maybe get these these early weird calls out of the way. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, for that one, it's not like her her kick to the leg affected the play. It wasn't no, affected. No, no. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a chance for that girl to to score. And was she even facing goal? I'm gonna look at that again. I think she was turned away from it she was turned right. away her back is to the goal she's trying to score on yeah so see that that's like was she kicked instead of the ball yes but like sure you made the the dive into that play and just happened to get there the split second before the defender like it, it didn't change the outcome of what that play would have what yeah. would have came about that play yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Whack. The, however, the PK, yeah. the PK on um, Alex Morgan though, that was probably the most legit one I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, she did step on her, and if she didn't step on her, she would have continued with the ball further into the yeah. box. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. think that ball would have gone out. I think that was good judgment. Um, and then the bone crunching tackle. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one. You should definitely go look yeah. it up. Ashley Lawrence uh, from Canada got a tackle that was so freaking hard in her shin. Um, that resulted in a red card, but earlier in the game, she did something kind of similar. And then I, I you saw, probably saw my post. I said, mm-hmm. like, Canada's probably going to get a red card here. Cause I was like, it was a hard tackle, but it was in the 20th minute. And then tackles came after the 60th that were so easy. And then yellow cards started to come out. I'm like, oh, this is, it's going to be this type of referee. And we're not going to call anything early in the game, which, you know, you and I hate, um, yeah. call the game, like how you would from zero to 90, um, so yeah, just just interesting refereeing, interesting <sighs> plays. I think everyone's a little on edge right now, but the yeah. best the best teams are winning, and um, 
I guess like the draws that are happening are there. The the, the French draw was surprising. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Canada draw was surprising considering they just won the Olympics two years ago and it's the same mm-hmm. squad but older, more mature. Uh, probably should be better, but they looked they looked really bad, Chad. I like yeah, it was not good. <laughs> we'll see what happens um, with them, but they're the worst team I've seen so far. Yeah. I, I will give a shout out to New Zealand. Um, their women's team won, obviously, but that was the first World Cup win for men or women New Zealand wow. team. So, I mean, that's a big deal. Norway has some quality players on there. I think they yeah. have either the current or or former Ballon d'Or winner on there. Um, yeah. Is that Hedeberg? So, yeah, I think that's the name. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of names I don't know out there in, in the hey, women's sport. Of, we're learning. Of this course, yeah. But, we are learning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Spain's looks great. Um, Japan has that same, like, fight and tenacity that their men's side does, and they're, they're so really good. fun to watch. They <laughs> are going to be dangerous, Chad. That's, you know, I kind of want to do a next best um, mm. for the women here who maybe after, like, the first, everyone plays their first game, we collect, okay. the, we collect the players that we like and then yeah. start tracking them from game one just to see kind of what's going to lead into game two um yeah miyazawa i think that's how you say her name uh killed it she's the one with two goals for japan and they just uh, they were in what they won they won the year they beat the usa in 2011 i think so yeah and then they were in the final in rematch 20 uh was it 16 15 15 yeah 15 yeah yeah so i mean yeah, yeah they, they've i mean always been a good team but you know they, they look up for it they look ready um yeah i mean netherlands looks great i watched that game last night um although they kind of have the same thing that us had where first half they looked really good and second half they just like couldn't really get anything going mm-hmm. um so i don't know if that's a little bit of of you know, put it in the cruise control because you just feel like you're in con- control of that game and, and can see it out or, or what. But yeah, I didn't get to see the England game. I don't know how they looked, but um, they looked fine. Their goalkeeper's pretty good. Um, yeah. she she was best goalkeeper of the year. Mm. Uh, last they're just coming off year? the Euros win. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they looked fine. They should have maybe beat Haiti a little bit more, but I think they were just warming up. To say the least. Sure, um, yeah. I think the game I'm looking forward to seeing is Brazil getting some action, yeah. and then Italy Argentina. Uh, tonight, yeah. It's tonight, yeah. What time? Well, for one, me, eleven p.m. tonight. Yeah, so. one a.m. Oh, God, we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, those those are the games I want to at least check out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just trying to look it up right now. If a men's side and a women's side have ever won the World Cup um, simultaneously, simultaneously, because I mean, I don't know how good Argentina's women's side is, but um, bottom sixteen in in Elo. I have okay, them. Well, 2019. Um, okay, yeah. So no team has ever held both men and women's World Cup at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, because cause France had the opportunity last World Cup and did not happen, obviously. But Well, we'll see what this game looks like. I mean, yeah. Italy is the quote-unquote better squad, but mm-hmm. never know. Never know until the games start. That's um, it. All right, well, on a side note, which I thought was 
hilarious. So we're at this this pub, um, mm-hmm. big bar, ITAP, and TVs everywhere. And from where we were sitting, there was like TVs, kind of like kind of like to where you are. From my point of view, I was kind of watching this way, and there's TVs all around. And um, this was probably around the 60 or 70th minute, and all of a sudden, everyone starts going, "No, no way, no way!" And I turn and I see this guy on the screen behind me, uh, and I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?" Kristen goes, "Kristen was walking up to the bathroom, with free kick game winner." I was like, "Unbelievable!" It's scripted. What is this? 100. percent What is this? I don't care if I'm considered a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> that game was scripted. <laughs> you're telling me. You're telling me. It's not an MLS league game, so like, there's no effect in that standings. You know, it's the League Cup, which uh, is new competition for, I think it's MLS, Liga MX, and maybe one other league? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know but, the other one. You know, uh, intercontinental sort of... Uh, competition cup competition Messi comes in Miami's up one you know he comes in 55 60 minutes in or whatever they give a goal away side one one you know looking like it's going to end in a a draw and then here you go injury time perfect spot for a free kick top of the box a little bit off to the side (laughs) it's it it on the supporter side of, of Inter Miami, too, like, of course he hits it and it goes in the top corner. Incredible shot. Like, it, it's... Couldn't beat it. How you, like, impossible to save. Impossible. impossible to save. But, like, you're telling me that's not the, like, the... If you had to write the perfect messy debut, like, that's not it. I just... Whether it's Apple, MLS, Inter Miami, <laughs> someone threw... Club Leon or whoever it was, Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul, um, some some extra cash on the side to say like, look, if it's tied at the end, give us a nice foul at the top of the box, we'll let Messi do his thing. You guys get paid, we get the Messi debut. But Chad, there's no, I mean, unless that goalkeeper got, I mean, it looked like he made an effort, a strong effort. Oh sure, yeah, and yeah, and the shot was was perfect. Like it would, it would take a great, incredible save anyway. And maybe he was uh, cheating the opposite way in the box. Maybe we should go back and kind of see where he was originally planted. Um, I want to believe it was scripted, but it's just like, God damn, man. I mean, When when David Beckham is on the sidelines crying, it's like... That's what I'm saying. Is he he an act? Can he act like that? Is that an act move? Or he's actually crying? David Beckham crying. It just... LeBron James hugging it out. It, 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 I get it, it, you know, probably not scripted, but like, damn it, has can you write a better debut for your your not only like record signing, but like Messi to like come into MLS and like you know mark his his start to the his MLS career? Come on, Apple was just like <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. In the same day, Ronaldo's talking all this shit about how Saudi Arabia is better than MLS. Which define better? It's like you've you've inflated the league with all these players who are either on the end of their uh, footballing career or like in the middle, but not not a players. They're not a plus players that um, I think yeah. can carry a team in any league, but a, a solid role player, mostly like a Neves type. But there's not that many yeah. of those going over there right now. Um, no, I mean they're they're doing such a 
I guess smart move on their part of like kind of lowball the actual transfer fee, but spend most of that money in the player wages. So you get the players interested because like I can make seven hundred thousand pounds a week if I go here. Uh, yeah, here's my transfer request. Like I get it, but it just it feels like when the Chinese league was was popping off for that year or two, it just it's gonna fizzle out. You know, it's. You're getting big names now, and and yeah, some might stick around, but I don't know. It's they're throwing money around, and I know they got a lot of money, but like you can't just buy big names and then call yourself like a competitive league. You, you need the teams themselves need to have you know good players in in every position, right? Like you, yeah, you've seen Ronaldo over there, like. He gets goals, sure, but like he's not carrying that team to like all these different championships and stuff. Like you can still play him out of the game. He's just one player. Yeah, <laughs> and he's exactly. thirty. He'll be thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Um, yeah, it's like that. So, so yeah, you know, I, I wore my Stevie G jersey just because I felt so bad for him. And then of course Henderson wants to go with him, but uh, Scousers are already hard to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine those what semi English speaking players are going like what? Yeah. What are you saying? He's like come on, come on, come on. And the guy's just like what is he saying? Yeah, that that video of him is just hilarious. Like it looks fake. It almost looks fake. Yeah, it, it feels like some weird skit sort of thing like Yeah. I don't know. Like I I don't know. Like, obviously, Gerard's coaching career has not been off to a great start. Um, maybe he can find some success here and then, you know, make his way back. He might be getting paid quite a lot to be over there. I don't know. But like, what's, What is success in the Saudi League, though? You know, it's really – I've only yeah. seen, like, three or four teams uh, acquiring these players. I How many teams are in the Saudi League? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but I think – I want to say it's like those three or four teams that are signing all these players are like state-backed teams, and they're trying to like start the league based on the like these four teams are like the top four sort of thing, and uh. then the other teams just kind of have to fill in. So, I mean, yeah, you're kind of artificially inflating your your league and competition anyway. Yeah, but there's 16 teams. But yeah, you only hear about the the three or four that are making signings or at least asking about players, right? So yep, I don't know. <laughs> who's who's your your least favorite move to the Saudi league right now? Um, I, like the Henderson one feels wrong, just because like I felt like he he kind of didn't overtake like that Steven Gerrard kind of figure in Liverpool but was like kind of that same role right like captain midfielder like has been with the club for uh, quite a while now and like seen some success with the club and um I like I don't really know too much about what he said outside of of play but it sounded like he was standing for a lot of like morally good yes absolutely he, he's been he's been the <laughs> The culture setter. I mean, he's been the captain for X number of years now, and um, I'd say a a a, uh, 
a vocal piece to minority communities in England, whether it be um, immigrants or or the the gay community. It's it's been yeah. he's been that voice, and mm. you know he's always worn the rainbow armband, and mm. that was a picture they've been using a lot when kind of leaking this stuff. So yeah. he did come out and say, you know, he's doing this because of the generational wealth. But I'm like, bro, you already got that. It's like, yeah, you, like, I, like how much, like, I don't know that mentality of like, what is enough? But I'm like, mm-hmm. you should know it's enough. Personally, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it, it. So like, I, I get the the fight they're in now. These players of like. Am I have I been playing this game because I love the game, or have I been playing this game because there's a lot of money in it? Mm-hmm. And you know, given this opportunity to go make stupid amounts of money for a handful of years, it, it's it's gonna feel like the wrong decision to turn it down. But you know, you uh, especially like a, a Henderson sort of figure, I, I think you're you're held to kind of a higher level and a lot of fans eyes and um you know ideally you say no to that you pass on it like you don't have to come out and necessarily like talk down on saudi arabia or the league if you don't want to but you know just kind of stand your ground of like yeah i'm still making you know 150,000 plus pounds a week or whatever which is more than enough to live on even you know as lavishly as some of these footballers do i'm sure he has a very posh life I'm sure it's yeah. sure it's all right now my one my one argument is the players um maybe not specifically from africa but for instance mm-hmm. koulibaly said i'm taking this money i'm investing in my my hometown my community it's like okay yeah. it's like when you say that it's like okay i get it i get that more than most of these other stories of like well my family mm-hmm. you know my family has generational wealth it's like well this dude's gonna build his town back or or build it up yeah. and like you know support support his people in any in any way shape or form he can um i don't think henderson's going to go back to england and build up his <laughs> town he's from or wherever he is from i just don't yeah. you know players like that it's kind of like eh, like i don't know i don't know how i feel about you how that i mean that terminology it, it it it's still just all so weird right because this money is maybe not dirty, but like, you know, it, it's coming from just hoarding the oil that the world's right now relies on. Right. Like, so it's, it's not the, the cleanest money in the world. Um, and you would hope that Koulibaly is, is being truthful in what he's saying and will take that money and, and reinvest it in his hometown and, mm-hmm. um, not just kind of be saying that to like get all the journalists off of him. But, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's such an impossible thing to to think about us in that situation without like being in that situation. Because if if they come up to you right now and just like offer you, I don't know, I'll just say like a hundred thousand dollars for a, a per week for two years to host this podcast in Saudi Arabia. Fuck. That seems mental to like not take that, but at the same time, like, where's your moral high ground? Where does it stand? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a tough question. But it, but see, the difference is, Chad. I went from zero to one hundred real quick. These guys are going from true seventy to one hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe not. That's a bad ratio, but it's like 
You know what I mean? It's it's not so much you're taking the poorest of players and then making them rich. They're taking the already somewhat rich players um, and just making them even richer. So, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. I, I go through this list and I don't see one player in here who hasn't been getting paid a lot of money. Maybe besides Neves. Neves is the one. Um, yeah, but even he's then, young. I think... I, yeah, I think Neves... Well, I get he's trying to you know, set up his family and all that, like, it just, it, it became clear that he's, the money was more important than the game, right? Because sure. he's always been a good player at Wolves. He's always had, you know, talk about him in the transfer windows and stuff. Like, I think he could have went, went to a, a good team, like, you know, maybe not make the money that he's going to make in Saudi Arabia, but maybe find some, some sporting success alongside with the plenty mm-hmm. of, amounts of money he's going to make anyway. He would have gotten paid uh, by a lot of teams this year if he would have stayed in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, look at, at West Ham. They just lost Declan Rice. Neves is not exactly that role, but he is kind of that defender, deep-lying playmaker um, role. Like right. he, he he could be the, the stopgap until they find who they really want. Or That would actually have been a really good pickup for them, as you say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well... <laughs> too late for that yeah yeah, yeah, that's that's gone in the past um but like a lot but so so for him instant for for neves i think if he plays in saudi arabia for two to three years whatever it's going to be he'll be 29 at that point 28 28 29 30 i could see him if he's still a really good player coming back to premier league no other player on this list will ever come back because of their age and just where they are at in their career um mendy kulabali conte uh, Brozovic, yeah. Firmino, like the list goes on and on of players that are that are going, and we will probably never see them um, within the top five of of Europe. But hey, man. Yeah, I mean, stack them bills. I, I guess that's it. You know, it's it, it it's it's just hard for me to conceptualize even like being in that position. Um. Yeah. I would hope I would say no and and stick to <laughs> you know my morals and all that, but I don't know. You, maybe you get to a certain point where yeah, you're you're making a lot of money comfortably, and then someone comes in and says, "Okay, let's like three x that amount of money you're making comfortably," and you say, "Do the same thing and get paid three times as much." And all the sure. side perks they're throwing on too. I mean, they're throwing down yeah. mansions and cars. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's wild. Um, <laughs> all right, Chad. I want to talk some Arsenal. Arsenal. All right. You have signed two out of the top three uh, highest fees this year, as far as bringing in some players. Mm-hmm. One, I know you're pumped about. The other, I know you're question mark <laughs> on the fence. Um, <laughs> How do you feel about Havertz right now, today, after watching his MLS crossing uh, <laughs> extravaganza and whiffing on all of them? All of them, uh, Chad. He, I know it doesn't mean anything, but I'm going to... Yeah. He missed all of them. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't put a lot of stock into it. Um, I mean, I didn't watch it live. So I don't think he cared I, either. Yeah, if I watched it live, I maybe would have felt a different type of way. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's... Havertz is just the the question mark I think of of the season for Arsenal, right? Like he's coming in after a, I guess successful but turbulent time at Chelsea. Um, 
and now will be playing the more midfield role that he's more accustomed to rather than striker. So it's just it's just a big question mark. Like he's kind of he's gonna take over that Jaka role, but Jaka also was a little bit better defensively than Havertz will be, but then Havertz will be better offensively. So it's going to be just if Arsenal can find that balance of, uh, you know, not committing too much forward and then leaving the back, the back empty. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'm hopeful for Havertz to work out. Like, you know, a lot of Arteta's signings have worked out. Um, and he, he's, if he thinks Havertz can bring something into this team and, and, and help, like, I'm here to support and and not make any like quick judgments, but it's just it's a big question mark for me still. Like it's a lot of money. At, yeah, it's a lot of money. I think more than I would have liked to spend on Havertz, just kind of knowing his time with Chelsea. But I, that, that doesn't make sense either. Like I get he's young, so he still has a, a, a long career ahead of him. But I feel like that was way too like they could have. I mean, look at the James Madison price, who's twenty. Uh, he's on my list here. He's twenty six. And he went for 60. Um, and I know it's maybe not what Arsenal needed or wanted, but yeah. it's like... Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, mean I think some of that is just, you know, uh, Chelsea, a uh, London rival, so you're going to pay a little bit more for that. Um, I don't know. It's just... It, it's an odd one. It's an odd one. It, it kind of... <laughs> definitely took me off guard uh when i first started hearing about it and then i mean knowing that arteta envisions him as playing midfield i think makes me feel a little bit better about it because like Mm -hmm. we've seen havertz try and play striker for chelsea over the seasons and he's just not a striker and like he doesn't want to be there you can tell yeah he can he can have some good goals there but like yeah it's it's clearly not his natural position and where he enjoys playing so we'll see i mean (laughs) Uh, midfield with, with him, Declan Rice, and Odegaard sounds really good. I think it just really depends on that balance of of being able to keep the defense intact while pushing forward. <laughs> I can't wait. We got 18 more days. Yeah, you know, it's uh, coming up quick. It's coming up so fast. Um, I do want to bring up the the moves Man United made just with De Gea. I still find that odd. Um, mm. You know, being an Inter fan and seeing Onana the last couple of years and obviously a good player, but I don't think he's going to be... I don't think he'll change the... I don't know, the the strategy behind what Man U wants to do in the back. And I just feel like De Gea was fine enough. Of course, he had some howlers that were just like, whoa, like, holy yeah. crap. But at the same time... Onana does some things that are a little sketch too. And I just don't know. It just felt, it just feels so weird that they're like, you know what? Now's the time to ditch De Gea. Maybe if a new coach came in, I mean, I, Ten Hag's been there for a year now, but he had De Gea the whole time and he, they still got top four. So it's like, why not kind of just for me? Yeah. I don't know. I seem like they kind of did him a little dirty there. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was a weird one. Like, like De Gea, He's had his ups and downs for sure, but like mm-hmm. this past season, he he was generally pretty good. Um, 
and then they still just disrespect Dean Henderson. Like I know, continue to loan the guy out, and you know he performs well. Um, you know, maybe not starter material necessarily yet, but, but you when? give him another year or something, and then maybe he can step in for De Gea. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Onana looks decent in the Champions League from the times that I saw him, but is he is he like is he a forty million or whatever improvement on De Gea? I don't necessarily think so <laughs> yeah i don't know that's again that's why i found that to be kind of strange i was like out of all places I, and of course inter kind of an odd selling too um mm-hmm. i was kind of bummed about that one but because now we don't have henonovich anymore he's gone yeah. so we'll see who takes the reins there but yeah that was an odd one um i mean uh, the, the transfers as far as they go haven't been too unusual i feel like we kind of already knew what was going to happen I think my biggest surprise is uh, Aston Villa. They're making um, some good moves. Mm-hmm. They're, they're clearly giving Emery the uh, um, the backing he wants, and I mean, I don't know. They're they're they could be a, a threat next season that people might overlook a little bit. Um, Remind me, they they brought in a um a defender that I'm blanking on right now. Uh, they brought in Pau Torres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just signed Musa Diaby, I think. Yep. Um, he did not, or he didn't want to go to Saudi, so. Yeah. See, making moves. Um, well, this is not going well. Hang on. <laughs> Uh, there's a player that I'm still, unless I'm I'm blanking on, I, unless I'm making it up. I, I honestly I don't remember at this point. Um, the Tillman signing was great. Um, didn't really see him going there, but then they pulled it out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tillman's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who I was thinking of. There's someone in someone signed there recently. I feel like, but maybe it was Pal Torres. I mean, yeah, you know they. They looked pretty good once Emery came in um, last season. I think they're making some some pretty strong signings. I know there was talk of, I think, West Ham looking at Douglas Louise from, from Villa, but if I'm Douglas Louise, I'm probably staying at Villa because you're seeing what Emery's doing and, you know, the club is, is bringing in these mm-hmm. big names. Um, I, I think they're going to be like a... Fighting in that that top six, eight to six, I'd say. You know, kind of poking in and maybe stealing some points off of the traditional big six. And I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. I'd like them to make a push for um, James Ward, but it looks like West Ham is going to probably make one last little effort on him. But I, he won't stay in Southampton, will he? I don't know. He's been there his whole life. <laughs> he's born in Southampton squad, and he's going to stay there till he dies. <laughs> it's not what I want. No, yeah. I, I think he's too good to be in the championship with them. Um, I get having that whole, like, bring the team back up to the Premier League on your resume is, you know, not a trophy, but probably feels good for you, especially being a your, like, boyhood club. 
Um, but I mean, really, yeah, you should be you should be in a established Premier League team at this point. And he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight. He's got time. Twenty eight. He's he's got some time, and maybe since Henderson's leaving, God, he'd be the perfect one to slot right in. Oh. It wouldn't be bad. Oh, I mean, I, I think like perfect. You know, purely based on the guy's free kick ability, is like it's something to look at. Whether you're Whatever you think about his on-field play, you can kind of coach that and, and, you know, pad it around a little bit. But you get a free kick, that thing's going in the goal. <laughs> Him and Messi, man. Him and Messi. Yeah. They, they find a way. Um, yeah, for real. Yeah, that's... I think that's the player I'm still going to be looking for. And then um, Liverpool signings have just been... Let's go. Let's, we're gonna score, we're gonna outscore everyone and play no defense. Is what I think is gonna happen. <laughs> Look, you got Slobazlai, that kid. Yep. He's. I've seen him around for a few years now, and he, he's always looked pretty exciting. And some of the goals that I've seen him score are just like bangers. I think he's a a, a really good pickup. Um, I don't know. I I. I'm throwing it around to putting him in my fantasy team. What position is he going to play? He's listed on transfer market as attacking midfield. Um, hmm. So we'll, we'll see what it ends up being. But dude's got got a good shot on him. And uh, he's got that creativity as well. So I think he could be... I don't think he'll reach like De Bruyne levels necessarily, but could get some good points for sure. Um, I'm trying to find the numbers right now. But I did stumble upon a statistic for him. He has missed one PK uh, out of... Oh, found it. He's taken 15, 16 penalties and made 15 of them. Mm. Chad, he's gone left on every single one. See, he just got that post alone in him. He picks his spot. Shoots it in the corner, boom, done. They know. The other team knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a good player for sure. Um, see what he can do. I mean, under under Klopp and and you know this Liverpool side, if they can kind of start the season as, as they end of the season with some good energy and good play, I, I think he's going to be really dangerous. Yep, and it'll be interesting to, to see if he takes over for Salah. I mean. The dude has gone one way his entire career and missed one. <laughs> and I don't know the one he missed if it was saved or not. I'm going to assume he missed the goal. Maybe went a little too far left. Maybe, um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if any keeper wants to catch on to that and just stand on that side and be like, I'm going to make <laughs> you go that way. I mean, I would start to do that. You got to at least cheat a little bit just to like. You would think. He's yeah. gone one way his whole life. I mean, yeah. you. you... <laughs> But see, then it's the mental game. Is if you stand on that side, you're trying to force him to go right. But then he's saying, "No, I'm still going left." No way. So then, who knows? You just stand there. You'd be like, you, "You double mind game." I know you know what you think I'm gonna do. Um, I'm excited for Premier League to start, especially with all your fancy changes you made. I'm like ready to to dive into that. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to dive into that and. Uh... See what we want to keep, what we want to remove, what we want to. I think alter. I think next weekend we probably do that. 
Um, if you're down, we maybe yeah. maybe Friday night. We don't have to do any changeover for the Women's World Cup until August 3rd. So we have a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and with only nine people, it goes by quick, man. When I was importing them in that morning, it was so easy. I was like, oh, this is like such okay. a such a breeze compared to the men's where we had. It wasn't so much the, the majority of people. Um, I mean, we had, what, 15 or so people in the men's? Yeah. It was the diversity of rosters um just so many players and i think with our women's world cup we probably all googled best women in the world cup and that list was pretty short um yeah which is normal and expected yeah i i think that's a a fair starting point like like i told you i you know google the list and then like took some arsenal uh, player names I recognize, but in watching the games, I'm like definitely paying attention to like, yeah, maybe who's not hasn't performed great in these games, but who is like looking really promising and 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 could spring into something. So I think we'll we'll start to see a little bit more diversity um, amongst the teams as we move forward. But um, I mean, yeah, we just we all kind of know of the the women's game and and you know know the big names, but we're all learning here. We're all paying attention having fun and especially yeah. the, the newbies who are in here too there we go and i sent mark mickelson him and uh laura n were the only people who didn't take uh so- sophia smith oh. and i texted him i go you didn't take sophia and hey, that would just, <laughs> i think i could probably bring up what he said um he uh oh shoot where is he it was it was after the assist mm-hmm. um I say you didn't pick Smith, and he sent me that GIF of "I've made a huge, <laughs> tiny mistake." And I was like, "Yep, you did." Yeah. So yeah, that's okay. We all make those mistakes. I didn't pick Holland at the start of last season, so happens to the best you know. of us. <laughs> uh, who are your survivor teams? I have you got, you got Zambia, right? France and Zambia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. Not a great start for either, but it's early days. We'll see. I'm, I'm, of course, I want my team to win, but I'm hoping for a Japan USA final. Daniel and Harris duking it out. That sounds fun and realistic. I think, I think that yeah. could happen. Um, yeah, final will be August twentieth. Uh, I think it's August twentieth. I think it. I think so. 20 yeah. to twenty, which is our travel back three, from Hawaii day. It's three a.m. for me, so. I'll be oh, up bright and early. Man, what the <laughs> hell? I will so, watch it, despite whatever the time is. Oh, it will be 5 a.m. for me, August 20th, which mm-hmm. is... Oh, it's Sunday. Oh, golden. And we're going to be on Hawaii time? That's, that's 11, <laughs> so that's be, 11 p.m. It'll be great for you, yeah. Well, I think that's going to hurt. <laughs> That next week is going to be painful. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We all got to make some sacrifices. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Once every four years, let's go. Yeah. Um, Chad, what else you got? Anything new in the footy world that you want to bring up? Um, um, not so much. I mean, Sac Republic's still, still playing their season. Um, they've hit a little rough patch. they got some, some key injuries going on. Um, Still only, I think, three losses, so they're still top of the table. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's uh, you lose a, f- a few key players, and 
team doesn't function the way it normally does and yeah. goals have been hard to find and then hanging on the leads have been hard to find so you know it's a long season goes yeah. until like october or something so yeah not too worried it's weird to have soccer in the summer here it's just yeah. it feels it's just the exact opposite which is funny um, i mean look I, i've gone to some of those games and it's like kickoff is at 8 p.m and it, it's still like 100 degrees out oh. there and just like sitting and sweating and <laughs> it's hot here too man i i get yeah. it i get yeah. it i can't wait for the fall oh for real i'm always wanting the heat and then it gets here, I'm like, nah, I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> too hot, too hot. For sure, for sure. Um, all right, Chad, I think, let's see. When does day one end for the women's? I think it is Tuesday. Um, day one. Well. Oh, Tuesday. Yeah, kind of. After like, Monday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because for me... <laughs> um, New Zealand and Philippines would be start of day match day two, but that's yes. Monday night at ten thirty technically for me. So it's on ah. the same day as the end of <laughs> match day one, but it's not really. <laughs> yeah, these, this is awful. Yeah, <laughs> so freaking wild how these time zones are working. All right, then after Monday's games last game on mondays columbia south korea which i believe mm-hmm. is 9 p.m for me correct yeah maybe after that game we do a quick little get together take some notes and we'll, we'll, we'll probably have a team already worked out make make uh next best that night and then we'll roll into tuesday yeah yeah, yeah. or monday night for you whatever time it is yeah. <laughs> uh and go from there yeah i yeah, think that'll, that'll be good we'll get to see you know a little bit of each team, yep. what they got, and what players stand out, and yep. go from there. Woo, man, crazy. Yeah, yeah, right back into the swing of things, and then I know. it's went by quick. Oh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a nice break, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm ready to get back on a schedule and um, get our get our league going again, get the people involved because it's it's quiet in the Discord. I liked when everyone was yeah talking their shit and and getting excited <laughs> about what's to come. So that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. Well, Chad, with that, we went 55 minutes and um, typical. No notes, no nothing, no script. <laughs> straight from the heart, straight from the soul. Yeah. I found my scarves, so I put them up. Nice. Um, I got my. Oh God, pop on. Where are you? Oh, oh there it is. Uh, I just wrap. <laughs> if I get a little chilly here, I just. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I, I don't get chilly because it's like thousand degrees <laughs> in here, but. Yeah. Well, here you go. Start of season two for Hooligans Pitch. Yep. Technically, this is episode 39. 39, yep. Um, so, yeah, moving forward. Oh, ready to season go. Two. Recharged. I like yeah. it. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, shout out to my little brother who just got a uh, trip from his boss to Japan and Hong Kong. He's going to oh, go get me that FC Tokyo kit. Uh, yes. Jealous, man. I'll tell you all about it, but... He's gonna be like, I'm, he's like, called me. He's like, I'm going to Japan. I'm like, what? It's like, how? He goes, oh, my boss. And I was like, okay, we'll talk about this later. So, uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll, I'll see if he can grab you some soccer swag too out there and uh, kind of see what's going on. So, yep. All right, Chad. With that, we'll get her out. All right, peace out. Peace. Peace.